0: laughter is the best medicine hello and welcome to some assembly required our podcast over here at Fleet bic church where we discuss life through the lens of our anabaptist roots my name is julie adams and i'm joined by pastor ann cook welcome pastor ann thank you so much yeah good to be together um
1: it's been a while yes it has
0: i think Quite a while, in mm-hmm. fact, but it's nice to, um, was nice to hear from you again this summer um, as we went through our Proverbs series. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, we are most of the way through our Word to the Wise series on Proverbs. We've been taking 10 different Proverbs and spe- spreading them over the summer. And um, we heard from Pastor Ann with a cool science experiment and a great yes. message on Sunday. Tell us about your apple. <laughs> How far did the yeah. apple fall from the tree this My time? The apple's looking
1: very sad right now. <laughs> Nobody wanted to try and take a bite. It was not worth anything. No, <laughs> no, no. And that's what that's what we look like when when we are lacking happiness, when we're lacking joy in life. We're just mm-hmm. really not worth much. We're we're so much less than what we could be, um, and, and no one really wants much to do with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, if you didn't watch the service on
0: Sunday or if you're still going back to check it out, um, Pastor Ann mummified an apple and it came out looking kind of gross and dried up. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. A little angry, a little sad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. And that was uh, it was a good visual for the kids and for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the proverb we talked about was Proverbs seventeen twenty two. And that says, a cheerful heart makes you happy, but a broken spirit dries you up.
1: A cheerful heart makes you healthy. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Another version is, a cheerful heart is good medicine, Mm. which is also a really cool image, right? Yeah. Um, Our emotional state um, can make or break our health. Um, But I think the idea, too, of it being good medicine is is comforting because if I think we're never too far gone. So even if we are in a really unhealthy state, um, emotionally, um, a cheerful heart, the joy and the happiness that God can give us, can can be medicine and can bring us back unfortunately I don't think we could bring back that mummified apple I think we <laughs> we sucked a little bit too much life out of it or maybe yep. that could be a cool experiment like a reverse like have you ever taken yeah. raisins and put them in water and then yes tried to see if they would like become grapes again rehydrate
0: them <laughs> that yeah. might have been a cool
1: experiment to do too oh there you go um but but we're never too far gone. We're, mm-hmm. we're never too far for God to, to minister to and to heal and to give medicine to and to revive us again. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that really stood out to me um, in your message was when you talked about happiness versus joy. So I think the message, mm-hmm. and this is certainly a message that I've if I'm honest, always believed or mm-hmm. um, had learned or found to be, well, I don't know, found to be true, but that happiness and joy are removed from each other. They're two mm-hmm. sides, maybe two sides of the same coin or different because joy is something that you never lose and that is always in you, but happiness depends on your circumstances. Yeah. I think
1: that's the message that I've gotten. Yeah, I think that's the message that that many of us have gotten. Mm-hmm. Any of us who are alive right now and who have been in a church circle for a while, I think, will have, have caught on to that kind of nuance. And I think um, for, for several years, um, Christians have believed that it's important to differentiate between a Christian's experience of godly happiness Mm -hmm. Um, and then the world's kind of false or temporary happiness and so in order to clarify those two different things we've assigned two different labels to them and Mm -hmm. we've called the world's sense of happiness happiness and then we've kind of used a more spiritual if you want to say used a a more spiritual word of joy for for something that only a Christian can experience through Mm. through Christ. And this idea of happiness versus joy, the more I looked into this um, when I was researching for my sermon, the more I actually found that it really isn't a biblical idea. That if you look at the words um, in scripture, like if you look at the original Hebrew, the word that we see in our English translations as joy that Mm -hmm. appears in the Psalms a lot, you know, the joy of those who trust in the Lord, how joyful Mm. are those who fear the Lord, that that word joy comes from this exact same word uh, as their word for happiness comes from or cheerfulness that in our Proverbs verse, a cheerful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. It's all the same word. And that it has this, very clear um, sense of mirth um, to be gleeful to be yeah. in festivity there are all these um, beautiful expressions of an emotional state attached to the word joy and so I think um, in our in our desire to differentiate between what the world can provide and what God can provide we've we've actually stripped a lot of the meaning of um, from the word joy. We've Mm -hmm. stripped the, the emotional component from joy and we've turned it into this kind of theological label, if you were, um, that, that actually doesn't have any of the happiness components that are actually found in scripture. We've almost, we've almost over-spiritualized the, the idea of joy so that it's completely detached from any kind of happiness anymore, which I think is really sad because, um, I think for some people for some generations even uh, they've thought that they weren't allowed to be happy or they've thought that um, that joy is something that maybe they can't really fully experience uh, on that kind of emotional or more tangible level that it's something they just have to believe they have and just keep trudging through all the hard stuff without without really that spark anymore and that's that's sort of sad (laughs) yeah I think it is I feel like Jesus would have been a really happy person to be around yeah I don't I I don't think he would have had the following of all those crowds of people I don't think children would have run up to him and wanted to sit in his lap if if he Mm -hmm. didn't have a sense of if you didn't have like a happy or joyful disposition
0: yeah (laughs) well even think about the people that you prefer to spend time with you probably prefer to spend
1: time with people that are Exactly. Happy. And I think a cheerful heart is it makes you healthy or a cheerful heart is good medicine. That's not only for yourself, but it's for the people that are around you. Like mm. like you said, yes. if you are a cheerful person, you're going to be good medicine to the people around you. That's going to be contagious and it's going to lift people up. Yeah. And so I think it's so important to remember that God desires um, happiness for us um, and that happiness and joy that we don't need to ne- necessarily like split them up. Um but that that's sort of can, a relief too. It is. I don't have to be miserable Someone. my whole life. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> I think maybe another reason that we've separated joy and happiness is because we feel really nervous about trusting emotions. And we think about happiness as something that really touches our heart or our emotional center. Um, and, you know, I was also even told that like, the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked and you can't trust your emotions. You can't trust what you're feeling.
0: Your feelings aren't truths.
1: Exactly. And I mean, that is definitely true in some capacity. Like we have to remember. And we even talked about that in our identity series, Mm -hmm. um, quite a a while ago about how, um, sometimes our emotions are in opposition to truth and we need to remind ourselves of truth and remind ourselves that emotions, um, are, are signs of things that are happening, but they aren't rulers in our Mm -hmm. life. Um, but at the same time, I think that it's important to remember that God wants us to experience beautiful emotion. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to take delight in the things that he's given us in the relationships we have with, with other people and in our relationship with him. Mm
0: -hmm. You also, and we touched on this a little bit, um, you said, God wants us to be holy, not happy.
1: Yeah, hands up if you ever <laughs> were told that <laughs> as a teenager growing up. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, and I talked about it quite a bit on Sunday that we've placed holiness and, and happiness you know in opposition to each other as well. But when you look at, at the Psalms, those things are tied together constantly and that um, maybe a better way of saying, you know, there's, there's the worldly happiness and then there's the Christian joy, um, is that the, the worldly sense of happiness is maybe found in other things, but the, the true happiness that will always satisfy us. And that is, is, is not fleeting and is not deceptive is a happiness that is found in our pursuit of holiness. That as Mm -hmm. we continue to, um, become more like christ as we continue to become more of the person that god intended us to be that within that pursuit of holiness we will find a deep happiness a deep Mm -hmm. joy because we're going to be right in the pocket of god's will for us we're going to be moving closer and closer to the full potential of who he created us to be
0: Mm -hmm. i even think back to pastor trevor's illustration last week and if you missed it it was really neat because he was talking about um confession right and he had the two doors one was full of dead things which reminded me of being Mm -hmm. dried up and Mm -hmm. um, outside of God's will Mm -hmm. and the other side was full of life when you turn away from your sins and Mm -hmm. I think the two are sort of intertwined in my mind they're becoming um Mm -hmm. um, intertwined and
1: confession is a hard thing yes like we're not saying that as you pursue ho- that holiness, pursuing holiness is an easy thing to do. Just no. like confession is not an easy thing to do; it's a hard thing. Yes, but it, it the the rewards that you get from it, the benefits that you get from it that door full of life and color yeah. and beauty and light um, is definitely on the other side. And pursuing holiness, pursuing a relationship with God, um, putting to death the things of our own like sinful nature in order to become more like Christ is a hard thing to do sometimes it's harder for some of us than than for others (laughs) or maybe it's harder in certain seasons than than at others um but the happiness that comes with it is unlike anything that you can find anywhere else
0: Mm -hmm. and um it's funny and you and I had chatted sort of before and it's something that we mentioned is how the how the world tells us to find happiness versus how the Bible tells us to find mm-hmm. happiness.
1: I feel like when I was growing up, um, we would always say like, oh, the world attaches happiness to temporary things like mm-hmm. success or money or um, popularity or mm-hmm. status. status. Yep. Yeah, all these kinds of things. And as I was looking at um, kind of the, your go-to self-help books out there about yes. finding happiness... Um, the world's kind of realized, I think it's made a little bit of a shift that those things really don't buy happiness because we can see people like we can think of celebrities like Robin Williams, yes, who had absolutely everything you could possibly want, yep. but he ended up committing suicide mm-hmm. because there was something unsatisfying about life. And so mm-hmm. the world has definitely realized that happiness is not attached to temporary things. Um, but what's really interesting um, is every kind of like self-help book out there about finding happiness that I could see had some sort of um, feeling of control in it. There is a quote floating around um, on the internet, and this kind of idea is is everywhere out there that happiness is a feeling that is created within you and by you. No one else can construct it. No one else can hand it to you. You are responsible for your own happiness like take control take charge harness your thoughts master your good vibes like all of these control things that you have to kind of conjure up happiness within yourself and like that sounds exhausting to me
0: (laughs) yes it does i
1: I don't want that kind of pressure no because there are days where like you don't i don't have it in me either some days you just you're just not Happy. and and that also doesn't help people that are struggling with mental health or depression or anxiety like th- they really can't just take control of their emotions or no. take control of their thoughts and just force themselves to be happy It doesn't work that way Mm-mm. and I think life is so much more layered and and nuanced than that like we're just regular everyday life not even taking into consideration like tragedy like, burying your partner or your child or losing your job and not being able to provide financially for your family anymore or like there are all these things that that are so overwhelming and um we have so much on our plate already in life like i can't be responsible for my own happiness (laughs) (laughs) it's too hard (laughs) but i think that's where the good news of the gospel comes in that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus said, blessed are you who are broken in spirit. Blessed are you when you're at the end of your rope Mm -hmm. and you have nothing else to to give or to conjure up anymore because guess what? That's where my kingdom takes over. That's when you run to me and I heal you and I provide the happiness and the joy because it's only in his presence that we can find fullness of joy. It really isn't anything within ourselves that we can, that we can find or conjure up. Um, but he is the source of all that is good and all that is joyful and all that is happy. Um, and his, his well is just bottomless. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so much more freeing, I think, for me that I can just run to my heavenly father And trust that he can fill me up with Mm -hmm. the things that I need. As opposed to, you know, girding my loins, pulling up my britches, and like trying to conjure up this superhuman inner happiness because only Mm -hmm. I can find it myself. Um, I think people are going to burn themselves out emotionally trying to conjure up their own happiness the way that the world is talking. So maybe in another 50 to 100 years we'll see a shift again and... (laughs) we'll see them come up with, come (laughs) up with something else, but nothing's ever going to work. Right. Because God created, I mean, it's like a kind of a childish and and basic image, but it's so true. Like we have a God shaped hole in us. Like there's really a part of ourselves deep in our psyche that only God can, can fill because he Mm -hmm. was the one who created us. And so we're never going to be fully satisfied until we go to him.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think just like what you were saying, so many so much of the world tries to stand in that God-sized hole. and mm-hmm. We try and put ourselves in that God-sized hole. Oh, 100%. Hole.
1: Yeah. We Which try is, to fill that with ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. We've realized
0: that possessions can't fill that hole. Mm-hmm. So now we're trying to
1: fill, or society,
0: not we, but...
1: Yeah, society is saying, that yeah, well, guess what? Yeah. You're the person that can fill the hole. So once yes. again, we're like kind of putting ourselves up on the same level as God. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But, uh, yeah. Mm, awesome. Have you got any closing, closing thoughts? What do we do if we're not happy? <laughs> well, fortunately, in the Psalms, um, joy and happiness are mentioned just as much as lament is mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so important to remember that we have a God who has space for all the feelings. He has space for our lament. He has space for our anger. He has space for our pain. Um, and so you just run to him and you bring him whatever it is that you're feeling um, knowing that he can handle it, knowing that he understands it better than anybody else, and knowing that ultimately he desires better things for you.
0: Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Pastor Anne. It was lovely to uh, to have you here. My pleasure. To have you up front in a different capacity this Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. If you want to get in touch with Pastor Anne, if you have any questions or want to chat with her, you can reach her at anne at waynefleetbic.com. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So
1: we hope you have a happy week. (laughs) Yes. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the summer. (laughs) Bye.